The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 236 for July oh. 4th, 2021. Happy it, 4th of July, Chris. It is my uh, my elementary school number episode. Oh, 236, 236, baby. 236. Hamilton Elementary Middle, 236. Yeah. Northeast Baltimore, 14, baby. What? Represent. <laughs> Hamilton, baby. Yeah. Not that uh not that Lynn Manuel Miranda shit. I'm no. talking the two one two one four, son. What <laughs> you know about that? Uh, Hamilton Eagle. Where were the I, Eagles? The fuck is our mascot? I don't remember. I feel like Eagles is a thing. Hamilton Eagle sounds like it would have been like the local uh, newspaper that got crushed sometime yeah. in the late nineties due to the consolidation of media. Yeah, um, sounds about right. <laughs> This Happy is a PS pro wrestling podcast, day. by the way. Uh, I'm yeah, Marty, man. and that, I'm Christoph, Christoph. and uh, mm-hmm. I went to. I went, now you know where I went to, where my school origin story began. <laughs> Pre K through eight, baby. Ten years in that shitty building. Yep. What up? Cross the street from the cutting edge. That's right. Got Minus. me my my good Baltimore City education right there. <laughs> and that's why I can tell you, thanks to that great Baltimore City education. I also am a Baltimore City educated student. I can tell you that uh, on this July 4th, we are very proudly celebrating the 2021st birthday of America. <laughs> celebrating, of course, when the first president of the United States, Jesus Christ, took this country from the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that math checks out. Mm-hmm. That, that's uh I did very, the math. Very, I, I needed, very excited. I needed very to, uh, I needed to show my work, so I just did it on a piece of scratch paper here. <laughs> Legitimately, though, we are about uh, two hours away from what I feel is the greatest hour of television uh, broadcast every year. That would be the ESPN coverage of oh. Nathan's hot dog eating contest. You do fucking love that, don't you? I fucking <laughs> do. Uh, it, it is a goddamn joy. Um, not just because of the ridiculousness that is watching these humans, uh, undertake such a horrible, horrendous, uh, process to hold a championship belt. Sounds familiar. Um, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. But also because the ESPN graphics team has the greatest time of their life (laughs) with every single possible graphic and lower third gag they can think of. That involves a hot dog pun. It's a real maybe, joy. Maybe one of those people got a job uh, writing the uh, the lower thirds for Hangman. I don't know. <laughs> it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. <laughs> you know, I was just trying to see how that right uh, white wrist tape was going to work out. <laughs> and then he didn't like it. No, uh, no he didn't. Yeah, the, the hot dog eating thing, The the I mean, I, the spectacle I understand. Yes. But the actual, the act of dipping a hot dog bun with a hot dog in it in water just to eat it ease, easier yeah. is just revolting to me. Oh, uh, oh, the the actual process itself is horrific. Yeah. 
especially when you see uh, and and uh, trigger warning for those who uh, are, are easily grossed out by food shit. Um, uh, especially when you see the close up of, say, a Joey Chestnut uh, after his victory? Question mark. And he's just <laughs> covered in wet bun bits. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oofa doofa. Few things are are grosser than wet bread. Yes, it's yes. just. You know, I, from my time working at a at a Mexican restaurant, you know the the wet tortillas that would get stuck <laughs> in the bottom of the sink. And, oh, oh, yeah, oh I, just... I thought you were talking about the the beloved Mexican dish, wet bread. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a delicacy in certain yes. certain portions of the world, so yes. we don't like to uh, to food shame anybody um, <laughs> unless it comes to wet bread. That shit's gross. Yes. yes. Anyway, well, yeah, well, well, I guess we should get talking to wrestling so that uh, you can be free in time to enjoy the uh, the spectacle at noon. I mean, look, it's all right. It, I, I I can stream it later too. Uh, also, I just one more note: uh, George Shea the Fourth, who is the host and announcer. Of uh, he, he's a guy who runs Major League Eating, but he does the introductions for everybody. Modern yeah. day poet. Uh, his <laughs> his intros are remarkable. Um, it, yeah, they're, you think they're, he spends like the whole year, like you know, making drafts and crafting these? Oh, one thousand percent. He starts, yeah. you know, July five, yeah, <laughs> six a.m. He's got himself a pad of paper. Yeah. And he just goes. Um, only, only 364 more days till next Christmas yeah, uh, yeah. He, sort of he, thing. He jumps right on top of it. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. A, a, a true joy. And let me tell you who's not jumping on top of it. People who are fans of the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolution. Dem Segway Stowe. Entertainment. The third lowest raw viewership ever. Well, look, it's not uh, it's not like it was the worst ever. So I mean, clearly <laughs> things are going well. Now, look, I will say this on a positive column for the WWE this week. I definitely was thinking as we got later and later in the day on Friday, there were cuts coming and there weren't. Yeah. There, weirdly enough. Well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a weird situation where the good news is that they didn't fire anybody on a holiday weekend. <laughs> there That's there kinda... was a pretty big rumor though that uh <laughs> that that Canyon Seaman was discharged, but uh, uh he was oh, not. Yeah. Uh that, should I delete that tweet? Uh, I don't know if I should. Yeah, you can leave it. Um word yeah, dribbled out on anyone. Tuesday uh <laughs> that uh they just shot their load and fired him, but um <sighs> It was a blank. They were shooting yeah, blanks. Yeah, it was a blank. It was a premature announcement. And, um, <laughs> you know, next time I, I think all the, uh, the the Wrestle News writers won't go in half-cocked. Thank wow. you. You wow. want to wrap up the show there? Yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it for the week. Thank you very much. you got plenty of time to uh, to rest before the hot dog competition comes on. Thanks for listening. Join the Patreon. And, uh, okay, bye. Uh, but hey, someone did quit the WWE this week. Actually, quit was not let go. Producer yeah. Sanjay Dutt of uh, CZW Impact and all sorts of other companies' fame. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been producer for WWE the past few years. He joined uh, basically at the time that they hired all the XTNA guys. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, the time they brought in Borash, Jeff Jarrett, uh, yeah. Abyss. They decided to hire Sanjay as a producer. He left and decided to go 45 minutes up the road as he is now a producer for AEW. Um, there you go. That's a, you know, yeah. I would imagine an upgrade in terms of um, 
uh, well, everything. So. <laughs> 1,000% less senile old men yelling at you. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever yeah. think uh, Papacon, 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 Papacon ever comes down? And... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Chris is in a rare mood today. Oh, God. I just popped myself so hard. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my face is red. Um, you ever true. think uh, TK's dad ever ever comes in and and uh, you know gives gives it a, a perusal, looks around, and uh, just to see what his uh, investment is uh, is is going towards? Unless I'm mistaken, there's a photo of Tony and Shad both dressed up as Orange Cassidy with Orange Cassidy. That's amazing. Yeah, so he he's definitely aware. Um, and Papa Kung. Kung. Papa Kung. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's definitely a scenario where, uh, he apparently told Tony, uh, Hey, use some of my money before I die. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how this plays out. Yeah. Hey man, you know, that's, yeah. uh, you, you gotta, you gotta respect a billionaire with a, uh, you know, a sense of humor and adventure like that. That's, yeah. uh, you know, and not one who's a megalomaniac and, you know, will make somebody rewrite a show five minutes before you're supposed to go on live television. Yeah. Or as, as we learned from Lana, uh, cause the talent to have to have a 19 hour day to record a 15 second promo. I'm sorry. I missed that one. Yeah. Lana was on uh, talk is Jericho this week talking okay. about her release and, um, you know, what the backstage environment was like up until her release. Okay. Um, unsurprisingly confirmed again, everything we thought up to and including, sure. you know, that, uh, she and Rusev got heat for TMZ announcing their engagement to, um, uh, why? Because that's... it was in the middle of the storyline where, they oh were, yeah, uh, that's on, right. Uh, they were opposed to each other. That's um, right. But talking about how, you know, she was told that she and um, Naomi were going to be getting a run with the tag titles. So she got $4,000 custom glow-in-the-dark gear. Yikes. uh, And then was told that was not happening. Um, She had days where, because the scripts changed so much, she showed up at the Thunderdome, was there for 19 hours straight, and then ultimately cut a 19-second promo about how, you know... uh, uh, I I'm still learning and one day I'll get a championship or whatever random bullshit that, wow. that was thrown at her. Um, literally, you know, you, you could just play X WWE employee bingo with her interview. Uh, yeah. there's no direction. Things change all the time. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's basically exactly what you would expect. Um, Oh, and of course, I was shocked that I was let go. I thought Vince really liked me, which seems to be the <clears throat> siren song of all of the people being cut up to it, including the Bollywood boys, which I find shocking. Well, one, that Vince even knew they existed. Yes. And two, that he, that he liked them. Uh, let me just do a little public service announcement here for all of our um, listenership that is employed by the WWE. Yeah. Vince doesn't give a fuck about you, okay? Yeah. It's yeah. If, if Unless... You can make him more money, and that's right. maybe a handful of people, right? And even that changes by the hour. Even well, I, th- that, I feel like I don't think he'll ever hate Roman Reigns. I well, 
Well, who knows? Yeah, never. No, who I can't knows? say never. I mean, it's... Brett was a guy who was going to sign for 20 years and then became his mortal enemy for, you know, a decade. So yeah. who the hell knows? Well, at least we got that really good WrestleMania match between. Ah, oh, 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 oh. uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing quite like uh, Bruce Hart going into business for himself. Uh, everybody uh, loves Bruce. Not while I'm drinking, please. Thank you. Everybody loves Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. But, um, you know, for as much as Lana can absolutely motherfuck the company, I guess there are some people who are like, you know what? WWE is all right with me because on Friday. We had the surprise return <laughs> of the latest person randomly being given a money in a bank ladder match opportunity. Zelina Vega has returned to the WWE. <sighs> Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Tommy Ann, Miss Budgen, Budgen, So good for her getting She's a, a bird, payday, a I guess. Um, it's so weird to me. I mean, would I work for a company that fired my spouse? Uh, fired me and my spouse. Uh, you, well, I mean, her thing was kind of, I don't know, it, it was weird and it was unnecessary, but at least there was some reasoning behind her firing. Yeah. Um. Yes, you she know, was. I'm, I'm not saying it's specific- good reasoning, no, no, but there no, was no. reasoning there. She was told specifically to not do a thing. She kept doing the thing. Right. So, you know, that was a reason. But there was there's really no reason <laughs> aside from, you know, uh, uh, the other con uh, coming in and slashing budgets to, to, to have gotten rid of Aleister Black, um, you know, unceremoniously as well. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I could do it. Honestly, uh, but also I didn't know how many. I don't know how many zeros were at the end of that check or contract. I mean, c- considering how everything else is working out right now, there may have been less zeros at the end of that check. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's 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 weird to me. Um, but you know, I'm not in that situation, so I can't really yeah. talk about what I would do. It's, I, it's I, just it's just odd that she came back. At the end of the day, I I think I can say for uh, both of us, we hope this ends well for her (laughs) yeah yeah i don't necessarily think it will (laughs) think it will but to be fair right now i don't necessarily think that will end well for anyone in the wwe who is not named roman reigns yeah and even roman they're pissing away the good thing they had with head of the table roman by basically just running the same story again and again and again and again, believe it or not, uh, Chris, you know what happened this week? Uh, there's tension between him and the Usos, although this week was because Roman wasn't there. Uh, and okay. the uh, plucky babyface going for the title is trying to stoke said tension. In uh, this it, case, it, the plucky babyface going for the title is, of course, Edge. Yeah, but didn't he, like, uh, viciously attack the Usos? Yes. And he's trying to show that Roman doesn't care about them. Okay. Much like every other face since last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how long till Daniel Bryan comes along and <laughs> makes to God, triple threat? <laughs> uh, so the, the the July 12 Raw is the last one in the Thunderdome. So I think that Friday is the first live show. Okay, I think Daniel Bryan comes back there. Like okay. my my gut instinct is one of two things happen: either Daniel Bryan shows up at that SmackDown, or he shows up in Miami on Wednesday night at Dynamite. Like. 
I, I feel like that's where we're at. I, one of these two companies is waiting until they have a live crowd to be like, surprise, Daniel Bryan. Man, him showing up at Dynamite would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> Literally amazing. Yes. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. What I also know is SmackDown had the lowest overnight ratings for Fox yet. So oh, Okay. All clearly, right. everything working. Everything's firing on all cylinders. Everything's great. Hey, they're selling tickets though. Uh, you know the 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 pre-sales for the first live events are mostly good. The European tour is not doing great, which tells me that the Drew McIntyre experiment now being written off as a failure, um, which isn't great. well. He's he's not up top anymore, so why yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm just saying he's being completely written off now by people internally. I'm sure because he was the big you know European hope, and now yeah. fucking nothing. Uh, but you know these these raws, these smackdowns, money in the bank, their tickets are selling. So I guess people are buying what WWE is selling, but they sure shit aren't watching on television. Is is Shayna Baszler still feuding with a doll? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Awesome. You're welcome. Uh, let's talk about the bastard child of WWE real quick. Do a well, it's funny you mentioned 205 Live because 205 Live is now NXT main event. Because the is, is, is it literally a brand change? Uh, no, no, it's still being oh. called 205 Live. But okay. what they decided to do with 205 Live this week, because there are five people on the 205 Live roster, <laughs> was they decided to make 205 Live qualifying matches for the NXT Breakout Tournament. Okay. So basically, it has become the feeder league to the, the feeder, feeder league. league to the feeder league. Yes. Cool. Yeah. It used to work the other way around. It used to be that NXT people could go to 205 and that would be considered a step up. Oh, God. I didn't even know. Like, honestly, when does 205 live air? Uh, Friday nights at 10 o'clock. Okay. All right. Yes. Cool. So it'll it'll be head to head with Rampage? It's only on Peacock in the States. So, Uh, you know, kind of. And mm. I don't think anyone watches it live. And I'm hard-pressed to say if anyone watches it. Yeah. I mean, I, I for a while there, they would, you know, you'd hear, oh, this match on 205 Live was great or yeah. whatever. Uh, I, it's been. Yeah, it's been. It's, it's been a really long fucking time since yeah. I heard anything. Yeah. About uh, but on NXT this week, we st- continued the build for the Great American Bash, which will be this Wednesday. Uh, and I believe the Wednesday after. Um, we've already, uh, announced that, uh, we've got Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, again, we've, yes, again. And we got the tag team title match with MSK defending against Ciampa and Thatcher. They've subsequently added a tag team title match with Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell defending against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. And we've got a Who's Zoe Stark? Uh, Zoe Stark. Uh, she first came in in the ladies dusty classic. Um, okay. Yeah. She was a random indie person, uh, okay. but we are going to have uh, a million dollar championship match between the now full heel L.A. Knight against Cameron Grimes with the stipulation of if Grimes loses, he has to become L.A. Knight's butler. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, sounds very familiar. But okay. the one bit I do want to point out is uh, we are sending good wishes to Mercedes Martinez, who got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> on Wednesday by Zaylee. <laughs> uh yeah, her uh 
her kicks are nothing to uh nothing to scoff at. Yes. She yes. she's uh she's a proud member of uh my fight style is kick. Yes. Uh <laughs> Wu Tang clan, nothing to fuck with, nor are those kicks. Um and hey, let's just go for the, the trifecta here. NXT ratings were down also with the lowest since they've moved to Tuesdays. Wow. All yeah. right. Crushing. Yeah. There. Great time. Now look. I will give this to all of the WWE programming this week. They were against playoffs, be they uh, NHL or NBA. But still, not a great sign. And it's not like they have hot new talent that they can just sort of put into the mix because they are just firing talent left and right. So, yeah, but they still they, there's still people there that aren't on TV. Uh, that's fair, but like I, I'm looking at the breakout uh, tournament qualifiers. It's not like a Joe Gacy is going to like set the world on fire. No, probably not. Who Joe else Gacy. is in this breakout thing? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, the qualifiers were between um, <laughs> uh, Andre Chase, the former Harlem Bravado. Okay. All right. Against I've heard of him. Uh, Guru Raj, who uh, uh, random Indian signee, and then we had um, uh, Joe Gacy against Desmond Troy. And I'll be honest, okay. I don't recall who Desmond Troy was before his time in WWE. Let me do a quick Google on that gentleman. Uh, Desmond Troy. Let's see. He was. Ba, 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 ba. Some guy. Uh, oh, he he, former uh, NCAA wrestling champion. He, uh, okay. His real name, Denzel Desjarnet, which is a way cooler name than Desmond Troy. Yeah, it is. Desjarnet. It's yeah. got a little je ne sais quoi to it. Yeah. Um, why that is not his name, I don't understand. Especially when Joe Gacy is keeping his indie wrestling name. And it's a, not really a good one. Also, he and uh, Desmond Troy both really pushing the believability of "quote unquote" two hundred five live. <laughs> well, Bronson Reed will show up there next, and it'll be you uh, at know. this rate. That reminds yeah. me, Bronson Reed sounds like he's getting called up because this week he dropped the North American title to Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah, he's totally cool with because Hit Row is one of like three great things on NXT right now. Right, um, but Bronson Reed, he was given the tryout last week, as was Karrion Cross. Uh, clearly, uh, they see a little bit more in Reed um, because they're right now building to Cross versus Gargano for the belt. Oh, because of course wow, they fresh, are. fresh uh, yeah. blood in the title scene in NXT. Yes, also uh, getting dark match looks this week for main roster WWE. Um, to- uh, Tony Storm finally. Okay. All right. Uh, also, uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Odyssey Jones, a former football player for Syracuse, who's been signed with WWE since 2019. I've never, never heard, heard of, of it. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of this guy. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> uh, I I feel like it's way overdue for Tony Storm to come to the main roster, even if they have her non-union Australian equivalent currently as the Raw Women's Champion. Right. Yeah. Is um. Trying to think is is Carmella still around? Carmella is still around. Yes, Carmella just qualified for the Money in the Bank week before last. Did she qualify or was she just given the opportunity? She was inserted into it, then proceeded to drop a match to Liv Morgan, which is the same booking they did with Zelina Vega Vega. this week. Because the whole storyline is Liv really wants to be in the match. She keeps beating the people who get added to the match. But um, uh, what's her name? 
uh, put your hair up and square up. Sonia, Sonia Deville. Deville. Thank you. Sonia Deville yeah. uh, will not allow her to be in the match. So okay. <clears throat> so we've got a heel GM again. What? You don't say. That's yeah. never been done. It's so fresh. It's just sad. Uh, yeah. You know what, Chris? I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna pull the trigger on this one. I think it's time for us to just go ahead and jump to a pro wrestling company we do like. Hey, let's do that. And what happened this week on Dynamite? There's nothing in your life that will top seeing a live WWE Dynamite. Oh my fucking god! Thanks, <clears throat> I mean, Jr. Look, I understand. He worked for WWE for many, many moons. It's become, you know, it, it, you just after saying things for so long, it just becomes second nature to just blurt things out. Yes. But that said, hey, I've screwed up and said super art fight when I meant to say roughhouse podcast on this very show. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, a uh, couple couple months ago, I was, you know, doing my spiel, introduced starting a trivia game, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm Christoph from 90 Rock, and I it said it just because I had said it so many times in the past. Exactly, I've done it. Yeah, but you recording the Roughhouse podcast, me doing a bar trivia uh, game in front of you know two dozen people, is not being on live fucking television. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, week after week. Um, yes. People make mistakes, I understand, but it's just another thing added to the list <clears throat> of just things he said and things like the tone he uses sometimes, and he's not adding anything to Dynamite anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Bringing him in when when the show first started to have a familiar voice on you know your new program the, that time has passed. Uh, it's not a new program anymore. It's been around for almost two full years, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's time to shake up the old uh, commentary booth uh, and just have Jr. work behind the scenes and not be on TV. Maybe just have him do sit down interviews that are pre taped. Yeah, I'm well, fine I, with that. I, I would be fine with him doing that and calling main events like. You know, add to the prestige of the main event by bringing him out there. Excalibur and Tony would be a goddamn delight together. Excalibur, Tony, and Taz would be a goddamn delight together. Even, I mean, not that I feel like they need a three-man booth. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, they don't. But, you know, even some of the stuff I've heard of Paul White doing uh, Elevation, mm-hmm. not bad. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to see how Mark Henry does. He, he He's going to be doing Ram- – is he going to be doing Rampage? Yeah, or? he's going to be doing Rampage, and uh, there's rumor in Scuttlebutt that he will be joined in the booth by Chris Jericho. Mm. I will uh, say I, I thought I Jericho was better this week than he'd been in a while. I just – well, he didn't have to be there the whole show. Yeah, that was and, and of course a four-man booth is kind of a mess. And Jericho's just too – It's he's too extra to be there for the whole show. Yeah. If he was just there for the main event between Sammy and MJF, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I just can't take his his uh, yelling bit, ex- overexcited yelling bit for two hours at a time. It's, it's, too, it's too much. Um, but yeah, the, the JR thing is just uh, – come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say – I, for one, though I did pull the audio, I pulled the audio more for shits and giggles. Uh, 
I'm not sitting here and being like, oh, JR is terrible and needs to be put out and shot. I'm saying that JR clearly hate fucks two thirds of the show. Yeah. And that actively hurts the show. And I feel like a, a JR who is not in a situation where he is hate fucking the show uh, will be a better JR. So therefore, let's less is more of this guy. Um, I, I, yeah. I that, That's really where I'm at with this. I think you'll have less issues like this one, especially coming off of a, a really great video package saying goodbye to yeah. uh, Daily's Place, even though they're going to be back at Daily's Place in like a month. Um, it, it really kind of like sucked some of the air out. And I, I do think there need to be discussions, not about firing Jim Ross, but about, no, I don't want him to lose his job. I just yeah. want him to not be on commentary. <laughs> yeah, have him produce guys behind the scenes. Have him hop yeah. in for those sit-down interviews. Have him uh, – you know, there was a point where John Madden didn't do full-time commentary anymore is, is right. really what I'm getting at. Um, let's make JR John Madden here. That that's That's how I feel. And, you know, by not having him there for every show, you make when he is there a little more special exactly. because then it adds to the, the, the big fight feel of a main mm-hmm. event for a pay-per-view or, you know, something like that. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's too much. He's just, his voice now is just kind of one of those triggering things that just kind of enrages me a little bit. Yes. Um, you know, it's not quite to the point of anytime Bully Ray opens his mouth and I just want to punch his face off. Um, but not quite there yet, but I feel like we're getting there. This is what I will say about Bully Ray because he, uh, he of course, was in the news this week calling out Eddie Kingston <clears throat> and, and all that thing. Bully Ray is trying to get himself a payday. That's where, he, where he's at at this point. He is in that Jim Cornette mode of brother, 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 where I'm just working. We can make money off of this. Um mm. So uh, in the immortal words of, uh, I believe it was Paul Anka and uh, Lisa Simpson, just Garen- look. Uh, okay. I was going to say tennis, uh, guarantee void in Tennessee. Is that what that yes. was? <laughs> just don't look, folks. The man. Got Paul Anka's guarantee. The man has had one good promo in his life, and it was mostly racist. So yeah. <laughs> he's just one of those. Oh, God. He, he just. And yeah, you're probably right. He is just trying to trying to get himself a payday, but it's just infuriating the stuff, you know, and the fact that people buy into what he's saying. That I think that that's it's probably what no pisses me off a little than more. The cornet cult, man. Well, I know, and or, I hate that as well. <laughs> or, or the term that I've heard used recently that I really love: the corn cobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, if it's a. Uh, you know, for kink shame, and then it's a uh, the the cream corn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if uh, you know, touche. The old, the hey, cut let, cream corn. Let, 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 let's not have our rage take away from what was, with the exception of a match that was probably not going to be very good. That turned very ugly thanks to an unfortunate injury. Uh, I thought this was an incredible dynamite. Uh, yeah. One of the best front to back shows they've ever done. <laughs> Great way to send off Daly's place again, even though they're coming back in a month, literally a month from today. Yeah. Um, but it started off real strong. Eddie Kingston and Penta against the Young Bucks. The gimmick was if 
Kingston and Penta beat the Young Bucks, they were going to get a World Tag Team title shot. And this was just one of those fantastic cacophonies of storylines flowing together and exploding yeah. from, uh, you know, the paying off Brandon Cutler interfering with the cold spray uh, to where he accidentally sprayed. I believe it was uh, uh, Nick. Matt. And, oh, it was Nick. Was it? Uh, Nick in the face. And was so freaked out that he kept spraying him in the face yeah. to uh, the the save from the Good Brothers, as done by um, as done by Kaz, the elite hunter that he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, to and, the, and Jurassic Express yeah, and, and Jurassic Express to the to the. Or is that later? Oh no, that was later. That, that was, was later. later. Yes, um, Good Brothers got involved a lot. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, to the big uh, to the big finish, which was uh, Penta hitting the uh, Fear Factor. And tossing it up into the Arakan, aka spinning back fist, yeah, from Eddie Kingston, getting the first p- clean pin on the Young Bucks in 16 months, yeah, on Dynamite. It was a total shock because you know usually they won't do a stipulation unless it's going to pay off. But yeah. the fact that they kept pushing the that uh, the Young Bucks hadn't lost a match in in over a year, it. it you know, I kind of thought, oh, well, they're not going to lose a non-title match. I don't know why I was – and now as I'm saying this out loud, all the, all those things kind of point to them losing the match. Yeah. But at, at the time, I – you know, it, it didn't didn't click to me uh, and then it fucking happened and it was one of those, you know, joyous eruptions of joy – of joyous eruption of joy. Man, I am good speak English today. <laughs> wow. Uh, but of course that will be the, – the, the tag title match will be next week. In Miami. Road Rager. Yeah, Road Rager, the first AEW Dynamite back on the road this coming Wednesday night. And on Friday night, it was announced that it will be a street fight. Hell yeah. Putting everything basically to the positives of Kingston and Penta. But I'm going to go ahead and say this, Chris. They are not winning the tag belts. No, I don't think they are. I would lose my shit if they did, but I think the story is... That all of the versions of the the Death Triangle or Lucha Bros that aren't Penta and Phoenix are not as good as Penta and Phoenix. I legitimately would not be surprised if it ends up being Penta and Phoenix against the Bucks at um, uh, All Out and we get a tag title change. I mean, those two teams can fight forever. I'll yes. I'll never tire of watching them destroy each other physically in a ring, yeah. uh, in surrounding areas around the ring. But yeah, this the the, the uh, street fight should be dope. I mean, you know, uh, expect a lot of interference from a lot of different people. Yes. So yeah, and um, including probably the returns of both Pack and Phoenix. Yeah, I was I was going to say Pack. Was Pack a shoot injury, or is that just a? a uh, I think that a, was covering his time where he had to quarantine in the UK and and all that fun stuff. Okay, all right. I know Phoenix was shoot yeah. injured. Yeah, that that was a groin injury. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking you know you hold those guys. Let's try that again. You hold those yeah. guys off for a live crowd, right? And you know you have this big explosion of a moment with them returning. I, I I'm pretty sure. Much how I was saying about Daniel Bryan earlier, uh, re WWE going back to live shows, there's just going to be wild shit. People yeah. you haven't seen on TV for a few weeks, uh, possibly some new signings, all of that on these shows now that they have a crowd that will pop. Yeah. So 
it, it, it should be big. But I, I'm very much looking forward to that match. If it is half as good as this was, you know, it'll be a stellar match. If it's better, it'll be out of this world. Um, also, uh, shout out the Bucks for having the creepiest facial hair. Um, it, it was genuinely discomforting. Kind of, kind of gave you the uh, the heebie-jeebies there. Yes, it. the the jeebies were heebie. Um, Christian Cage is backstage with Jungle Boy as we continue to have Christian cut promos for Jungle Boy. Um, this one was even more egregious than the last. Yes, because JB just sat there like, uh huh, yep, yep, just tying his shoes or boots or whatever. Yeah. I was like, okay, man, like the guy's not a mute. He he can he can speak. I did kind of enjoy the line though, where Christian said uh, he was Tyrannosaurus Rex on his cousin's side or something like that yeah yeah i i thought that was clever that was that was funny ethan page had a interview in ring with tony shivani ethan page is a straight up heel like oh yeah like not Full, a cool, cool heel yeah not, no, he's just also a not dick. a not also not a um go home heat heel like yeah that crowd fucking hates him and yeah. it was great also props to him uh for not giving in to the what chance and just yeah Cutting his promo. I expect a little. I expect a little better from a uh, eight. Wow, I almost did it. An AEW crowd. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh See. See. Uh, Well, a I caught myself, and and b not on national TV. Also. But I I expect better from the crowd to not do the what's. I mean, that was. I I was hoping the pandemic era would have (laughs) and finally killed off the what moratorium on the what, but uh, clearly not. If there's any chant that I want the the pandemic to kill, if I I don't think I've gone on record. This is my least favorite chant in professional wrestling. You want to take a guess? This is awesome. It's close. Both these guys. Oh, both these guys. Yeah, that's more of an indie thing, though. I feel like that's not really done a lot at the major, major level. I feel like it's happened in AEW at least once. And yeah, it makes me cringe. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Paige, uh, big heel, uh, talking about how, uh, he's going to cripple Darby Allen mentally. I liked that angle for this, uh, yeah. that, that it's not even about necessarily defeating him. It's making it. So every time he goes for his finish, he thinks of Ethan page. Um, so then Sting's music played. Here comes uh, Sting with a coffin. Then it's a video of Darby Allen setting a coffin on fire. Darby just with likes to make videos of him setting things on fire, uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Darby was in the coffin. There was big brawl. And then what I thought was another great heel move, that uh, Paige will not have the coffin match without having a week of being mm-hmm. 100%. So he's going to make Darby sign something. And the match for the seventh has been moved to the 14th. I, I yeah. thought that was great. Yeah, no, that that's was great. uh that was that was a, that was a nice little touch there. He's just yeah. he's super easy to hate. Yes. Uh but then I listened to him on Un- unrestricted and I'm like, "Ah, oh, this guy fucking gets it, man." Like he he seems like a like like a great person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. IRL, but man, he's good at playing that character. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we had, uh, Jungle Boy against Jack Evans. This was really just kind of a squash for Jungle Boy to get some heat back after his loss to Kenny Omega yeah. on Saturday. And also it gave him the 50th win, uh, in his career in AEW, the most in the company. Um, 
I really love TH2, and I wish they had something more for them. I don't know what, I know. but I, I w- really wish they did. But uh, post-match, the Hardy family office runs out. Christian and Jurassic Express make the save. Uh, Christian goes to um, goes to hit the reverse DDT on Hardy. Uh, Jack Evans gets involved. It's a whole thing. And in 2021, we are getting Christian versus Matt Hardy. Such an odd choice. Yes. Uh, it just doesn't... Well, it doesn't move the needle. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, that's one thing I'm not into at the moment. Um, just because, I mean, Matt Hardy is a great mouthpiece. You know, uh, a, a transition into being a manager would mm-hmm. be great. I just wa- seeing him waddle around the ring because his body's destroyed is just yeah. not. Well, he's uh, always had weird legs, though. True, but they've definitely worsened. Yeah, they've gotten time. worse. Um, MJF cutting a promo, putting over the match with Sammy Guevara. But before that, he was addressing Chris Jericho. I'm a little bummed that considering he's literally doing the same gimmick he did with Cody, where it's like, I'm going to give you a list of stipulations if you want to match with me. Right. I'm a little bummed that they weren't smart enough for him to go, hey, I did this with Cody. I'm going to do this with you. Yeah, well, he might on he might on Wednesday. That's when he fair. actually gives the steps. Uh, um, but I thought, man, I don't know if anybody has a, as natural delivery for a promo as MJF. Oh, it's just this it's, world. It's fucking butter, man. It's so good. Yeah. It's like they just turn the camera on and tell him how long they need him to go. And he just goes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and the, the line about how uh, Sammy Guevara is the future of wrestling because MJF is the now. Yeah, was that's just, a great line. Uh, Peace to resistance. Excellent stuff. And speaking of an excellent promo, Andrade El Idolo cut a promo with Alex Abrahantes, uh putting over the match that he's going to have with Matt Seidel. Matt or something. As, <laughs> uh, yes, or as Andrade kept going to Matt something. Yeah. Uh, turns out uh, letting a guy cut a promo in English, you subtitle it so people understand what he's saying, but then letting him get fired up and cut a promo yes. in Spanish. Hell yeah. Works and works amazingly well. Are you yep. listening other wrestling companies? Yeah, into it. Very much into it. And looking forward to the match, too. The match should be fucking dope. Yeah, if there's anybody who's going to make Andrade look amazing, it's going to be Matt Seidel. So, yeah. yeah, should be awesome. Kenny Omega had a promo with Tony Schiavone. Kenny now rocking the Triple H-style Lemmy. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a choice. A, a definite choice. Uh, I really enjoyed his breakdown of how he defeated the toughest guy in AEW, the best yeah. high flyer in AEW, the highest merch seller in AEW, the uh, best athlete next to him in AEW, and the uh, most promising young star in AEW. So he's yeah. done. He's good. He doesn't need anything. Uh, and then uh, Dark Order interrupts Evil Uno cutting a promo for, without saying his name even right. once. Hangman Page. Yeah. And I thought this was very interesting, both this angle and the follow-up later in the night of Omega saying he, you know, he doesn't have the confidence to do it. He doesn't, he doesn't have the ability to do this. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't belong on the same level as me. So, uh, I'll see you guys later and just cut of, you know, ended the promo at the time. It was awkward, but to have the follow-up later in the show, I, it, it was such a unique way of building this storyline. Yeah. Because the crowd is going to be 
so behind Hangman Page. Oh, a million percent. And because they do have, you know, we're looking at two months until All Out. Yeah. The moment where he finally says, fuck it, I'm going to go one-on-one with Kenny Omega in Chicago, people are going to lose their mind. And it's such simple ABC booking that I'm kind of surprised that this hasn't been done. Like the self-doubt angle feels like such a fresh way to have a babyface challenger. I mean, you know, his T-shirt says anxious millennium, <laughs> millennial cowboy. True. So, I mean, it's it's kind of there. But, you know, I, I very much enjoy the, you know, hangman getting his groove back uh, and confidence back sort of a story there. And, you know, Dark Order gassing him up. It was just it was yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the. the the promo with, with Cabana saying, I don't think you're scared of Omega. I think you're scared of failure. And mm. uh, John Silver saying, hey, you can lose. It's cool. We'll support you no matter what. Like, yeah. turns out it you can have friends and be a baby face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, it's it's long form story because that was his whole thing. With the elite, he was yeah. always on the outs. Nobody ever – he felt like nobody ever had his back and he found this this crew of, you know, lovable schmucks uh, yeah. who just, you know, took him in and, you know, support each other. It, it's 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 kind of like uh, – it's it's heartwarming, you know? It's just yeah. like, oh, man, these guys, they're – especially, you know, after everything that happened with Brody and, and, and everything, it, it just, you know – it's just a really feel good story and I'm super into it. Yeah. Just really, really awesome stuff. Speaking of awesome stuff, Miro defended the TNT title against Brian Pillman Jr. Miro with a new theme that sounds like it's a B side from the soundtrack of 300. Uh, <laughs> I I love it. I love the Tron saying he's God's favorite champion. I, I love the whole thing. Brian Pillman Jr. coming out super focused Giving yeah. uh, Griff Garrison and and uh, uh, Julia, Julia Hart, Hart his gear and just sending him right back to the back. Yep. Um, my biggest complaint about this match was it felt like so much of it was in pitcher and pitcher that it felt like we we lost sort of the meat of it. And, and well, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. see any of it because they don't show picture and picture on the replays, so oh, I brutal. I didn't see the majority of the match. Um. It's just it's just a shame that, you know, that that's the state of things. Like, I get it. I, I understand why they're doing it. And I understand, um, you know, they're, they're trying to make it feel like real sports and, and all of these things. But uh, for what felt like a, a good kind of coming out party for Brian Pillman Jr. as this fiery yeah. baby face, um, we sure did lose a lot of it. Uh, but Miro continues to be dominant. Uh, I wonder if they're going to spin back up him and Archer. Like, I, I don't know what the next step is, but uh, I feel like that's probably the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because uh, you want you want a big horse fight there. If not one of the Texas shows because. Uh, oh, yeah. There. Yeah. So but but we shall see. Um, Taz is backstage with Hobbs and Hook. Hobbs uh, and Hook. Hobbs and Hook. Fast, uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious presents Hobbs, Hobbs and, and Hook. Hook. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, Cage and Starks weren't there. Times have been tough. So on July 14th, which will be in Austin, I believe, uh, it's going to be Brian Cage defending the FTW title against Ricky Starks so they can settle their differences. Hell yeah. Let's go. Uh, I feel like Starks ends up winning the FTW title due to shenanigans with uh, Hobbs and Hook. And I'm okay with that because then, it, you know, yeah. it finally 
gets Cage away from Team Taz so exactly. he can go off and do his thing. Give me Miro and fucking Brian Cage. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That would Let's be go. Uh, then we have Britt Baker and Rebel against Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Who boy. I thought this wasn't going to be very good. And then Rebel dislocated her kneecap and it was very worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing uh, Nothing good out of this no, entire situation no, this here. Is, th- th- this was very bad. Not a fan. I feel like there are so many other ways they could have and should have um, built this match between Britt and Nyla. Um, Who's the face here? Britt? Question I mean, mark? Yeah, I mean, she kind of has... You know the heat behind her, not not like you know uh, heat heat. She's got you know a, the rocket strap, uh, and the crowd is the crowd kind of pops for her, but then they boo her. It, it's 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 a weird situation. Um, and Nyla is nothing but you know a heel, especially with Vicky. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean the match when they have the match uh, should be good, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. They, I feel like the way that they're getting to the fireworks factory is very weird. Yeah, it's a it's very twisty and turny. And I, I you know, Nyla, I like Nyla, but she had her run, and I guess you know, de- de- your first title defense should be, be against the former champion to you know put yourself over even more. Yeah. But you know, I just there are other women uh, around yeah. that you know could get that shot, but whatever. Very, very weird. Uh, next week, of course, is Red Rager. As uh, as already discussed, we've got Bucks against Kingston and Penta for the tag belts. You've got Andrade versus Matt Seidel. We've also got the strap match between Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall, sponsored mm. by Cheez-Its. We've got the Inner Circle uh, against the Pinnacle. It's a six-man tag. So Inner Circle will be Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager against Wardlow, Dax Hardwood, and Cash Wheeler. Uh, Conan will be uh, seconding Inner Circle while Tully Blanchard seconds the Pinnacle. We're going to have an intergender tag match of Orange Cassidy and Chris Stadlander against the Blade and the Bunny. And there's going to be a face-to-face standoff between Jericho and MJF. Pretty stacked show. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a big one. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just looking forward to, like, you know, the arena set up and not the daily's place set yes. up, you know? Yes. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the live crowd. I'm looking forward to seeing who, uh, who from the, um, uh, the, the, um, pandemic era is more yeah. over now. Uh, yeah. to see how certain things play out. Uh, but they had a promo from Jake Hager and proud and powerful where Santana basically just showed he's a main event promo guy. He's Ooh, ready to go. Boy. Yeah, uh, fire. He, he cut an absolute fire promo, and uh, as I said to you, Chris, even Ortiz knew that because he just took a moment, yep. took a beat, and went, "You messed up." <laughs> that was the end of the promo. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah, so good. Hey, man, you know you don't have to have two fire promo guys. All you need is one on a tag team. Then Santana is it. That reminds me, I, I saw uh, I saw a video going around uh, this past week from an old uh, LAX promo with Conan and Proud and Powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a Conan line that I'm going to try to work into my day-to-day conversation. Okay. Are you familiar with the Scarecrow line, Chris? Uh, I don't think so. We're like Scarecrows. We're outstanding in our field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that is a fucking great line. 
Ooh boy. Yeah. That's that's, that's a border, borderline shit. dad joke right borderline there. Borderline dad joke, but goddamn if it's not great. Um <laughs> anyway, main event was MJF versus Sammy Guevara. I thought this match was phenomenal. I've seen a yeah. lot of people, including uh, you know, the the voice of note, Dave Meltzer, uh really shitting on this match. Uh, really? Not not for the full match, but for the finish. Uh, he huh. said, as he put it, it, was a five star match with a crummy finish that took it down to four and a half. Um, I was fine with the finish. I I thought the match was great. I you forget MJF is just as good a worker as everybody else yeah. in that company. Like I know. it's very easy to write him off as oh he's more a throwback guy uh, versus no. these guys who are doing like you know this this crazy pace. Um, but no, he's just as good. His leg selling in this match was out of this world. I thought for sure he fucked up his leg. Nah, um, he's he's really and one of the, it's one of those things where he doesn't you know wrestle that often. So yeah. you know because and that leads you to forget that as uh, how good he is. But then once you get the match, you're like, damn, this guy fucking rolls. Yeah. Um, in regards to the finish, I guess my gripe is that Sean Spears is on TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the sense it made, you know, to give uh, Sammy a chair shot for MJF to win, you know, you know that makes perfect sense. Of course, MJF's going to cheat to win. Um, and it also, you know, helps Sammy look, you know, uh, an excuse for the loss, essentially. You know, he got hit in the head with the fucking chair. So that's why he lost. It wasn't, you know, MJF who put him away. So it kind of protects Sammy in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I just thought. Great match. Honestly, if I had to say what matches reminded me of, and and it's not a one to one ratio in terms of how it worked, but just thinking about how it was this match that was a, a rising tide that raised all ships. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these guys was involved in the layout of it. It made me think of the old Rob Van Dam Jerry Lynn matches, where you just have you know the cocky guy against yeah. the the ring technician. Uh, even though in this case, kind of the heel face was switched on those. Um, and it, it just raised the stock of both guys by having mm -hmm. a barn burner of a match. And yeah. God, like the dive to the floor that Sammy did over the barricade, that will be in AEW highlight reels for years to come. Yep, uh, no doubt. Gorgeous stuff. Um, you know, the, now the, the avalanche uh, tombstone getting yes. a two count. <laughs> that you was know. a little much. That yeah. was a little much. But, but it was a hell of a fucking move. Yeah, and uh, just just a great match. Uh, I'm a guy who would give it the full five where I'm the type to put star ratings on matches normally. Yeah. Um, I, I adored it. Um, I get MJF winning because, you know, clearly the AEW position is – MJF versus Jericho is the final step of this, which right. still feels like they're booking backwards. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that is what it is. I thought it was great. And then, uh, the show wrapped up with an incredible video package of the pandemic era. Yeah. Uh, not, not a type of song I would normally enjoy, but I thought was a very effective video package. Um, underlined really, uh, how much we got to see in that period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there have been more episodes of dynamite in the pandemic era at Daly's place than haven't. Uh, there's 
entire careers in AEW that have only happened there. Um, yeah. Brody Lee's entire run, which will be talked about, you know, retroactively as a what could have been, happened right. entirely during the pandemic era. Yeah, Matt uh, Hardy debuted, Miro debuted, yes. Christian debuted, Brian Cage debuted. Uh, oh God, yeah, Cage too. Shit, Eddie Kingston debuted. Yeah, um, you know the the list goes on and on. Um, just really uh, a defining era for AEW, and you know they took this moment of something that most people thought was impossible, making all of this work during a pandemic, and they made the impossible possible. And uh, I can't wait to see on Wednesday where it all goes. Quick programming note. Uh, Chris and I haven't really talked this out, but uh, next weekend, your boys are going to Philadelphia for MLW. And then the next day, uh, just heading down the road uh, to see Ring of Honor. Not sure where recording a podcast will sit in there. Uh, (laughs) We're going to try to figure something out. But in that same regard, the following week. Uh, your boys both are working on individual vacations. So uh, just a, just a heads up, episodes might be a little sporadic or off schedule the next few weeks. Well, uh, well no, I'm in September, my vacation. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought yours was in July as well. Oh, wait. No, no, no. no. September is the other vacation. I have a oh. vacation. Oh. I, I have a beach vacation oh, in July. Prince, Prince, I got to more than one vacation, huh? Yeah. Um, okay. You know, that's what happens when you have in-laws who have a house at the beach. You can just kind of go, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll spend a week there. Um, but nevertheless, we will we will get shows out to you. Just know, dear listeners, things may be a little off for the next few weeks. Don't worry. I'll still, I'll still have some terrible tweets. <laughs> The lukewarmiest of takes at Roughhouse SCW. Until next time, I'm Marty. And I am uh, Jim Ross, and thanks for listening to WWE Roughhouse. (laughs) The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Do you have a little wrestling fan who's just bad at math? Are you worried they won't get their multiplication tables this year? Well, Booker T is here to help you with learning math with Booker T. Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Booker T will help you with your multiplication, like what? Bob Tap! 25 is. Or what? Bob Tap! 8 is. If you order now, we'll throw in another educational tape for you. Learning fractions and percentages with Scott Steiner. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance. Minus my 25% chance, and you've got an eight and a third chance of winning. That's learning math with Booker T. And if you can't learn math with Booker T, you are definitely a sucker!